What's wrong with a little fun in the workplace? Is your manager or owner raining on your joy parade in the treatment area? This week, we're going to talk about the value of happiness and laughter in the workplace. This week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to The Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And this week should be a light and cheery and happy talk, but actually it gets a little heavy when we talk about the impact that managers and owners can have when they try to subdue and tamp down laughter and fun in the workplace. This week we've got a very interesting and informative and maybe even funny conversation all about that. But before we get into it, as always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And the registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky, you and I know that many times we can judge the team harmony, the team dynamics, by the amount of laughter that we hear in the treatment area. But sometimes managers, associates, owners try to clamp down on the fun and say, shut up, everybody. This is a serious workplace. Get back to Madison. And Becky, we think that can have some pretty detrimental effects on team morale. So maybe share with the viewfinders what sparked this whole conversation to begin with. So, I mean, it actually started from a very distant place to this conversation because there was a conversation (laughs) on Facebook about what do you do when you have euthanasias in the house? And like, for sure, euthanasias in the house are a time that we should be quiet and respectful and calm out of out of respect for our clients. Right. And there was all the usuals, right? Turn the lights off, light a candle, all the things, COVID versus non-COVID. But then there was a lot of intermittent conversation about how we tend to get really rambunctious in the back and, you know, almost like this negative connotation over the laughter, the fun, the antics that go on in the back. That was this kind of like, like I said, it was this this underlying tone of we do it, but we shouldn't. And as someone who doesn't like take life super seriously and has a voice that carries three blocks, no matter what I try to do, I literally like got kicked out of the spa environment because I I can't talk quiet enough to make my voice not care. She's like what God gave me. And so I kind (laughs) of said to you, like, why is there this? Like, sometimes there's just this negativity around having fun laughing. If you're laughing, you're not working. If you're laughing, you're not serious. Take this serious. It's medicine, whatever. And I'm like, hey, we need this to get through our hard days. Right. And so if you find us, the first thing I want to kind of just frame this whole conversation that we're going to have today is we're not giving this as any way an excuse not to be doing your work, not to be compassionate, caring, not to being sensitive to the needs of clients and their pets. Right. I mean, so put all that aside. We're not going to, you know, somehow frighten dogs or interrupt their recovery or somehow interfere with euthanasia. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about firecrackers. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We're talking about in the back, two technicians, two associates, two whomever, everybody kind of getting along, laughing, sharing in a joke or, or whatever, right? I mean, just just getting along. And so I think that the first thing, Becky, I want to ask you, when you were reading all of these posts and sharing this dialogue with, with your colleagues, who was it that was sort of, you know, shutting down the party? Was it managers or? Most of the time it's and like, sorry, Dr. Ernie, but I'm pointing my fingers at you. It's most of the time the veterinarians or the managers. And they're just kind of like, again, I feel like they think 
oh, they're just goofing off back there. They're not working. And therefore, I'm paying them to just goof off. I can goof off and work hard. Like, we're multitaskers, especially because we're mostly women. We can goof off, make dinner, and do our job. Like, don't. No, get off my back. I'm just trying to get through my day. Right. And and if and I'll be the first to say humor is an indicator that you are actually getting through something very challenging. So, you know, when you look at sort of uh, there was a study done on Navy SEALs years ago, uh, Becky, you might be familiar with. And they looked at the BUDS training, you know, where this that's where they have to get in the surf zone and they dunk them down. They have to lay with big logs over them and all that stuff. And, you know, you, you know everybody probably knows what I'm referring to. Well, they found that the, the little teams, I think they take them out in groups of seven or so, they found that the teams that actually were joking about their situation, you know, like actually able to find some humor in the suck that they were going through. They had a much higher uh, graduation or completion of BUDS training than those who were super serious and just like, you know, you know. So um, the first thing I will say is that if you're hearing laughter and play types of communication in your treatment area, it doesn't mean they're not working. It doesn't mean they're not being productive. In fact, it might even mean the opposite. And, And Becky, I think you'd have to agree with that oh my gosh i can be dancing with a broom and sweeping at the same time right you know what i mean i can be um scrubbing you know et tubes or poop loops or whatever you guys are out there reusing still in clinic just fyi you shouldn't be but like i can be doing those tasks and having a good time and trying to keep it light and just enjoying myself overall since i'm going to be spending the majority of my day at work Right. Um, and, and it, it always made me feel really resentful to have that shut down because the other fact that you're implying I'm not working and the fact of the matter is I'm a really hard worker. And as long as my, you know, reviews are showing that and you're saying to me, wow, you know, you, we appreciate everything you do and your staff, and whatever, then don't turn around and shut down the fun because obviously I'm completing my job at the end of the day. But also, what is the effect on clients? Now, like you said, we're not talking about like, you know, if you have a dog recovering or a cat recovering and it needs to be quiet and it needs to be dark right. and like, then then obviously it, that's needed for the medical procedure. Um, but I'm thinking to myself, are clients distraught by joyful noise in the background? Is it that bad of a thing that management goes out of their way or veterinarians go out of the way? Or do they just assume we're not being serious about our jobs if we're not being serious in life? Right. And, and it's a really fair point and one that I'd like to hear the viewfinders opinions on. So what Becky's saying is, OK, look, so we're back in the back. We're doing our job. We're being respectful of our patient care and, and we're doing everything to the utmost of our ability. But if I'm laughing or joking around with my my friends, you know, my coworkers, and a client hears us laughing, is that perceived as unprofessional or even uncaring or something like that? And, and Becky, I would have to say, you know, it depends, as we yeah. like to say on the veterinary viewfinder, it depends. But it does depend. Because like, let's say that 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 client is coming in frustrated, distraught over an illness in their dog or cat. Suddenly now they kind of want to be taken seriously and serenely. So, you know, yeah. And I think this is where part of that distinction comes between knowing the boundaries. So if you know your schedule, you know, like our old rule of three from back in the days of, of practice ownership, knowing the next three appointments. Well, if there's a lady who's coming into your clinic and the dog's been vomiting for a week or the cat's been losing weight for the past month, then maybe 
tone it down a little, right? Becky, knowing your schedule can help you also say, wow, we should be a little more quiet right now or something like that, as opposed to not knowing what's going on in your clinic. The other thing too, Becky, I would say is I'm, I'm kind of with you on this one. I think that hearing laughter in a clinic for the most part tells me these people are happy, which means they may take better care of my pet. A hundred percent on that, but I'm going to I don't know. I don't know that I honestly agree that if a client is angry or that they have a serious condition going on, that the fact that I'm laughing changes the situation. And I think that that has some of the thing to do like within life where people are lacking their own coping mechanisms because they want everyone to conform to their moment. I think outside of, you know, and to be fair, if you have a severe emergency coming in your hospital and it's a major trauma, we aren't screwing around and laughing in the back. Right, right, we fair. we yeah. are focused and we're dealing with that trauma. And so we are there for that situation. So, you know, yeah, I think if there's a client up front who's mad and griping, like no management shouldn't come back to me and say, hey, we have a mad client up front. Don't have fun back here. <laughs> Because I'm just kind of like, that's that person's problem. But I also told you before we started recording, I'm a little grumpy today, but I also don't think I would change that on a non-grumpy day. Like, And I think it's part of the reason I'm taking such a hard stand on this is because we have so much compassion fatigue. We have so much lack of joy and enjoyment in our job. We have so many people who are saying, I just want to get out of this industry. I'm not, I don't enjoy it anymore. And I personally think there's a lot of bullying. There's a lot of like interstaff stuff that needs to stop. And I think having a little fun and lightening up can be a lot of the foundation to that. I completely agree. And, and viewfinders, please just rewind what Becky said, because that's super salient. And it's definitely timely during this COVID uh, curbside type of, of scenario. But yeah. Becky, let's let's spin it to the opposite. OK, so let's say, all right, so you as a manager, as an owner, as whomever, you're saying, I don't want to hear all this laughter, serious medicine, you know, serious attitudes, serious stuff, right? I, I get that. Well, what do you want it to go to the other extreme? I mean, let's just go ahead and paint the opposite. Do you want everybody to be grumpy and right. foul and not being, you know, smiling at each other? You'd rather see frowns? I mean, like I... I don't get it. And and we can easily say, oh, yes, Ernie, but, you know, it's somewhere in the middle. Well, OK, then that means there's some laughter and there's some smiling yeah. and there's some joking around. Like like I think too often we paint these extremes and we think that we, we either, oh, they're always joking, so they're not productive or, oh, they're always grumpy and they're not productive. Yeah. And it's like, guys, you know, you really need to allow people to express these emotions, because like Becky said, when you don't have those comrades who can find this the the humor in a very stressful situation, you're probably not going to survive something like the Navy SEALs training, right? I mean, so <laughs> in the day-to-day -day life, that little bit of humor, that spark of, of joy that Becky brings to me might just be what I need to get through it. And I'll tell you this. If you want to really see this at work, go to a 24-hour clinic and go hang out with your overnight staff. When there's like two, maybe three technicians who are running an entire clinic and they're doing it together, they're probably having a lot of laughter and fun. They're probably making Lego houses when there's nothing going on and then they're working incredibly 
incredibly hard when there's everything going on. But these overnight staff build this camaraderie without the interference of management and doctors most of the time because they go upstairs to sleep until they have to work, right? And I really think these overnight shift folks are the ones that really show how you can be super productive and a little bit silly and get your work done um, without the interference of the party poopers. Sorry, but... Yeah. And, and you know, Becky, one other thing, too. So for uh, like minded science nerds out there, you know, let's look at the neurobiology of what's happening when we're laughing and joking around. Right. So it's super stressful. We're in this high, you know, super vigilant situation, which is taking care of patients or catering to the needs of clients. Right. I mean, all those things were in a super vigilant, hypervigilant state. So suddenly now, if you're able to laugh a little, you're going to flood your brain with dopamine, the primary reward chemical. Right. So that's what kind of keeps us coming back for more. And also endorphins. Those are the feel goods. They kind of make you be able to accept what's happening, which goes back to some of that Navy SEAL stuff, you know, and again, they weren't looking at neurobiology at, at that time. They were just saying, hey, what are the characteristics or attributes of these teams that actually get through it, you know? And, and I will tell you one other thing, too, from that, um, some of that Navy SEALs research. So there are these small teams, right, Becky? They're like seven. So that's really applicable to most treatment areas. So there's like, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight people working back there at any given time. What they found was, of course, the ones that found humor and were able to kind of talk and joke and buoy each other up, they survived. But they also found in those teams that were more serious, as soon as one Navy SEAL candidate dropped, guess what happened? Two, three, four drop, you know, like, yeah. so there's a rapid succession. And that's really what I, what I kind of want to stress here too. When you look at the neurobiology of making you feel better, if Becky is bringing laughter to the workplace, that's also infectious. But if Becky's bringing grumpiness to the workplace, again, we're going to see two, three, four other grumpy peoples in quick succession. I, you know, I think that's what we really see in those toxic workplaces, right? You see yeah. this one toxic employee create an entire toxic team and, um, you know, it is infectious. Attitude overall is infectious. But what you're saying about the Navy SEALs make me think about, um, you know, some running studies that have been done as well. And they're like, focus on your form, focus on, you know, the world around you, focus on the music and see really where or whatever you're listening to or whatever, and really kind of see where the longevity lies. And they have found in, in the majority of athletes, those that shift their focus around. So I'm checking my environment, I'm checking my form, I'm getting lost in music, and I'm following kind of a pattern of getting in and out of those several different things have more longevity. And so I think for us, if we get out of our own head and have a little bit of fun, we do have more longevity in the day. I feel like if I'm in a negative or a toxic or just like one of those really heavy days, let's let's not lie. They exist no matter what your team is like. Right. I'm exhausted when I leave. I, I, I'm so tired when I leave and I already don't want to come back tomorrow. But if I leave on a on a kind of a high note and a fun note and we closed up having laughter and fun and we've had a good day, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Right, because that's the neurobiology of laughter, of positive attitudes. I mean, exactly. You leave feeling, anticipating a better day tomorrow, or somehow you're going to get through it. Eh, it sucked. It sucked. It totally sucked today. But we're here. Come on, man. We all survived. Like that little laughter that I just threw in right there. That's the attitude you want to bring to the following day, Becky. I kind of want to shift it slightly. So. One of my concerns is that when I hear these types of stories in the workplace where primarily someone in a supervisory role is saying, no, shut it down. No more laughter, no more happiness back here. 
Like, is it reflective of their mental state, do you think? Do you think that these are people that are maybe fundamentally unhappy and therefore they don't want to see you being happy? I mean, do you think that plays a role here at all? I mean, misery loves company is a thing, right? Right. But it also makes me think about how, like I just told you, I'm grumpy today, right? So if I was at work today, I probably wouldn't really be in the mood to play around. Now, two things are going to happen. One, I'm going to get out of my funk because I'm having fun with my friends at work and we're having a good time and it makes me get out of my own head. Or two, they're really going to irritate and annoy me (laughs) because I'm not in the mood to play around that day. And so kind of to your point, there does, you have to read the room, right? And part of that work friendship is sort of saying like, oh, Becky's out for today. Let's just kind of keep it over here. (laughs) And knowing how everybody is doing in that moment. So that's kind of part of the responsibility too. But I do think when it's a pattern, it's not just like, oh, it's my grumpy day. And I think it's like the killer of joy in all aspects. It's the, it's going to be the like, stop laughing, stop having fun. And also, no, we don't celebrate birthdays and no, we don't have holiday parties. And like, it's the killer of joy all the way around. And I think it's extremely reflective of their, maybe not their mental state, but certainly their work, you know, emotional attachment to work. Right. And this is why culture is top down. So if you've got leadership that doesn't want to have fun, that doesn't believe in finding joy in the daily, doesn't want to laugh or have a joke, I mean, then obviously your culture is probably going to support that for sure. I, I also want to ask you, Becky, you know, this is my own personal opinion and, and experience, but I think that when we are in better moods, now again, aside from your personal grumpiness for the day, but you know, there is, people are kind of getting along well and there's a lot of high-fiving and the positive vibe is is pretty full on in the treatment area. Don't you think that also translates to how pets perceive us? I mean, they are highly empathetic creatures. And if they see us feeling good, you know, and again, maybe they're seeing our energy. I don't know what they're seeing, but they're smelling it or something. But, you know, don't you think that also leads to better patient care? Well, there's like legit science that says dogs can recognize facial expressions. Sure. And that they have emotional reactions to our facial expressions. And I mean, I everybody out there who has a pet knows I can give my dogs a look and be like, are you kidding me? And they know exactly what that is. I think they can read the facial expressions and I think they absolutely are in tune with energy, right? That's why they know when we're sad or crying. And like, we always kind of melt into how our pets handle those emotions and reactions. We don't really think about like how when I'm joyful, my pet's joyful. And so certainly our patients as well. So yeah, I think if you're smiling, if you're having, in fact, I just watched a video this morning that, um, a TikTok. Oh God, a TikTok hole. Oh no. <laughs> but it was this veterinarian who, and, and I wish I could remember his name. I'm really sorry, veterinarian, veterinarian on TikTok whose name I don't remember, who does a lot of fear-free stuff. And he was, um, so he had this big old dogo for a neuter who was like really nervous and didn't really want hands on. So he takes them off the leash and they start playing chase around the back of the exam room or the clinic. And the vet's just like chasing and playing kind of a hide and seek thing around the island and then within like three minutes, Dogo's ready for sedation and surgery and the animosity is all out of the air. He's like, this guy's fun. And then he's right. in his lap and he's ready to go. And it gives a perfect example of how animals get that energy and can shift their mindset when it's like, this isn't about go, 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 go. It's like, come on, buddy, let's go have an experience. 
Right, which is another good reason to keep that positive vibe really rip-roaring and raring to go back in your treatment area. Because when you enter that exam room with that dog, if you're super serene and serious, that's probably a bit confusing to a highly empath uh, being such as a dog. Because yeah. they're kind of, they're going, whoa, wait, wait why so serious? <laughs> is yeah. this bad? Because that can lead to fear and fright and all that sort of stuff. And no one greets them like that, right? Like, exactly. you don't, no one says like all serious when they come up to them. So you're, it's, such, it's such a good point. Right. And the other part of that, too, is let's get back to that situation where the, the owner is frustrated or frightened or whatever, right? And, and again, we're not talking about an emergency trauma. We're not talking about a euthanasia or a cancer right. diagnosis. We're talking about, you know, just your average, you know, I'm worried my dog's been vomiting for three days or my cat's losing weight. Well, now, also remember that somehow when you bring that positive energy in there, that might help them feel more comfortable with what's about to happen. They might have a higher regard for your recommendations or advice because, again, you know, you, you can you can match energy. So now they're negative and I'm going to be negative. And I never agree with this mirroring or parroting type of, of philosophy of communication. But you, you now you come in there and you say, OK, look, I'm not going to like overpower you and bulldoze you with positivity, but I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be smiling. I'm going to, you know, make eye contact. I'm going to say things in an optimistic tone and so forth. So I think that that we do owe it to our clients and our patients. So if you're have a leader in your team who is saying, no, no, no. I really want them to maybe listen to this podcast and just consider some of the points that Becky and I are trying to make. Yeah. And and, and here's the other thing. I, I want to say, too, there's shades of gray. Sure. Uh, not every client is going to want a, a upbeat, positive, right. not so right. serious. But some people are going to want somebody that does nothing but spew science and and brainiacs. OK, so like right. we understand that there is somebody for everybody. But we're also saying that applies to your team as well. And so if your team needs to blow off steam by being a little less serious, I think we have to, and I've said this a million times, meet people where they are. And so is this, you know, like you said, you create the culture and you find the people who work the best with your culture. Um, and we're just suggesting that you have a fun culture. Right. And, and I couldn't, I, I can tell you, we just couldn't work with people who weren't able to have a good time no. or, and conversely, who weren't able to know when it's time to get serious. Right. So there, right. Are, so it's like, that is that balance, that understanding of the spectrum of emotions that you need to bring to the workplace. Like those are the people that I could work with, but if you landed on one side of the spectrum and you were stuck there, it's probably not going to be a long-term employee for me. Okay. So here, <laughs> here's where things go wrong for me. And a lot of people around the world, I respond to stress with humor. I laugh at inappropriate times and I don't mean to. It is how I physically respond. Right. And when people around me are stressed, my reaction is to lighten the mood with humor because it is how I deal with anxiety. So then what? Because I would to you be that employee who fell on the other side of the spectrum who could never come back. And it's not true. It's not like... Right. In a euthanasia, I'm not. But literally, you could tell me bad news and I will laugh and I don't mean to. What about people like us? <laughs> well, well I, we think we, I think we all have a little bit of that in us. I, I think it depends on, on how extreme it might be. <laughs> you know, if it's sort of like, <laughs> hey, Becky, you know, this month we had a really lousy month, you know, and, and our revenue is down 50%. And then if you start laughing at me, <laughs> that might be hard for me to understand. It's you so know. hard to understand. <laughs> and if you hurt yourself, it's even worse. Right, I right, am one right. of those people. I, I hate myself for it. Yeah. Hey, Becky, my father just died. Oh, my yeah, gosh, that's hilarious. You know, it's like, <laughs> 
I can't, I can't figure it out. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of us awkward people out there, yeah, yeah. but I mean, I guess the thing is, is it's just like, again, I think it's that thing where we have to really look at people who they are as individuals. And I think it's just part of what maybe gets missed a little bit. Yeah. And if you just have this natural reaction to criticize somebody for who they are or how they are. Yeah. Maybe you should think about what's about to come out of your mouth. That's a really good point. And I think that's that's also an element here because this this sort of judgment, you know, and and applying these really strict boundaries, you know, that's also problematic. So, I mean, again, I think Becky nailed it here when she started this little part of the conversation with saying, look, it's there's a lot of grays out there. This is a spectrum of emotions and attitudes and behaviors in the workplace. But I think that that's also, Becky, what we're trying to say is that it is a spectrum. So meaning that if you say my workplace in the veterinary field should only be serious and that means quiet, that doesn't mean laughter, you know, all that stuff. Well, you've applied a set of, of boundaries that I think is going to be difficult and problematic later on. Conversely, if you're like, hey, guys, just have at it, you know, do whatever. It's a free for all. I think that could also pose its own sort of problems. Yeah. All you know is that I see longevity and practices where they're having a good time. And you know who pops yep. into my mind is Porter's Neck Veterinary Hospital um, and their Instagram. And I, they're beginning to make me think they only accept puppies and kittens, you know, <laughs> but during Vet Tech Week, they were having a lot of fun and having games. It makes me think about when I believe it was Kelly that came on into the episode and talked about making fairy jars at work and yeah, doing yeah. arts and crafts and activities. There are a lot of ways out there to be fun. There are a lot of ways out there to keep your culture up. And this is just one of those parts of the conversation that we want to have because culture is really important. And it's a very little thing that can have a huge impact on the long-term effect of your, your team. Oh, it's essential. It's essential. And so, again, I think what we're trying to say is that you can be professional, you can be productive, and still have fun. You can laugh share jokes, high five, and still be professional. You can do all of this, whether you have the constraints of euthanasia, patient recovery, you know, I mean, serious cases, yeah. all of that stuff, it works because you allow it to work. And the other thing too, Becky, I will just say straight up, you got to trust your team, right? I mean, yeah. if you're setting a good example, yeah. they know, like Becky said, it's time to get serious. Like, uh oh, we just had five emergencies come in and it's 2 a.m. These are not the kind of people now they're like going to be like, hey, let's just pause what we're doing right now and kind of let's do a five minute joke routine. <laughs> That's not what's no, going to happen at all. No, you do end up laughing hysterically <laughs> at the ridiculousness of the five emergencies at once. You just stand around and laugh. How did we get here? <laughs> and that allows you to get through it. That yes. would be my argument over and over again. So again, you know, it. if you have a, a manager, an owner, an associate, a vet, a whomever that seems to be raining on your parade, we really want to hear what you think about it and how you're dealing with it. Buy an umbrella, let them rain. <laughs> don't let it, don't get wet. You know, boats only sink from the water that gets in. That is really, really well put. So if you don't <laughs> allow that rain to pour into your boat, you're not going to sink. So how do you find joy in the everyday? How do you find laughter and joking works in your environment, right? Does it support you? Does it help you get through your day? Or do you find it's a distraction and clients are complaining? We really want to hear from you. Yeah, but we mostly want to hear from the people who like it. 
<laughs> That's true. And while you're at it, definitely make sure you subscribe and, and give us an iTunes review. That helps us connect with other colleagues to get out this type of content so that they can have the same kind of conversations in their workplace that you're having with us today. So it just means so much to us if you could just leave us a quick review on iTunes and share this content with your friends. You can find us on Facebook at Veterinary Viewfinder, on Instagram at that Viewfinder, and you can tweet at Dr. Ernie at that. Viewfinder. What is it even on Twitter? <laughs> it's Vet Viewfinder on Twitter. That's right. Hey, and Becky, we've got an email. So if people want to email oh, us yeah. a question or a, to- a topic they'd like for us to tackle, where can they hit us up? Find us at veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com. That's right. Until next week, guys, have a little fun in your workplace. <laughs> Bye. Bye.